everyone to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I am joined by my co-host Ronnie, aka the System. Ronnie, how is it going today? Good. Isn't isn't that nickname taken by somebody else in the league though? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he's trying to make up his own nickname. We're talking about James Harden of the Los Angeles Clippers. He can you make up your own nickname? Did he try to come in and say, you know what, I want to be called the System instead of the Beard? Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's what he did. He has a quote. When asked about how he's fitting in uh, to the system that the Clippers have, his response was, I am not a system player. I am a system, full stop, which is like the douchiest thing somebody (laughs) could say. And it brought back memories of Star Wars where Emperor Palpatine goes, I am the Senate. (laughs) I, I see James Harden doing something similar with this quote. Is he a system player? Is he a system? What what are your what is your take on James Harden at this point in his career? I don't think he is a system player. I I kind of do think he is a system. Like if the game's not, if the coach isn't coaching around him and how he plays, then it doesn't work out well because she, he only plays one way and that's his way. So yeah, I kind of think like his quote is true, but also it reminds you of remember that one announcer said, you know, he's not he's not the system. He's not the beard. He's he's just he's the problem, and yeah. I, I think that's true. You know, like he he's pretty accurate on that. It's it's crazy to think that he can come into a team that he hasn't been part of, say he is a system. How do you think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and even Russell Westbrook to a certain extent feel when he says something like that? Like, uh, yeah, no, right. dude, we were pretty darn good without you mm-hmm. and we don't need you. Does, I mean, he's not he's not the best player on that team. Is he the second best or third best player on that team? Boy, ranking him what is tough your, because, I mean, right yeah. now he's definitely the fourth best player, I would think. But I well, he started to pick it up. His his most recent game was clearly his best game as a uh, I almost said seventy sixer <laughs> as a Clipper. Uh, so he's definitely getting rotated in more, learning the feel for those guys. So yeah. I don't think he will be the. I agree. At the time, he was probably the fourth best player. But I think he's gonna. What's his ceiling look like? Yeah, he doesn't really have a, a ceiling, right? Like he could he could be the best player on the team. But remember, these three players have already played with each other for about a year with a multiple yeah, well, know, yeah paul george and Kawhi, certainly yeah westbrook joined in a little late so um they've played with each other for a long time man that sounds kind of gross <laughs> but they, <laughs> but they've they've played um basketball with each other quite a bit and so they know each other and everything and then you introduce james harden and he just kind of he needs to learn these guys and how they play and find where he fits well and yeah it's taken a little bit of time taking a long time actually if we were doing an expansion draft right now and in the expansion draft, you can kind of pick players from other teams, depending on how the rules are set up. But let's just say, Ronnie, you have to take one player from the Clippers. Which player from the Clippers are you going to take? Of of the big, we'll call them big four, but of those four perennial all-stars. Oh, yeah. I want to say Kawhi Leonard right away, but he's been injured, so it's tough for me to say that. And I, I really like Paul George. He would be my second probably, but same thing, you know, and he's been a little more durable. Maybe Westbrook, but... I don't these these guys are all questionable to me. I don't think anyone really stands <laughs> out, you know? I don't that's kind of that's an interesting question. I don't have a solid answer for you. I I would I would take Kawhi probably, yeah. but I have the same concerns that you do for him. Uh what I'd like to do and maybe we can do this next week. I'm just came to me here is let's let's build a time machine or, or you know how they in, in the Marvel franchise they have the different timelines where mm-hmm. things happened. I want to come up with our top three timelines. So, for example, uh, one of mine, spoiler alert, is going to be, what if Kawhi stays on the Raptors? What does that look like? So let's let's yeah. come up with a couple different timelines that you would have liked to seen happen. Uh, I can I can think of a handful, just as I mentioned it, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to do that. So let's, yeah, let's put idea. that like on our that. list for next week. You got it. Uh, but before we get there, let's do this week's podcast, and let's get it started like we always do with the news. Ronnie, take it away. Yes, sir. So first first order of business is the NBA orders LaMelo Ball to cover up his LF tattoo below his ear. By any chance, did you happen to see him play any games recently with that cover you put on his neck? I haven't. Why? What does really LF stand weird. for? So LF stands for, I don't know what it stands for, but it's part of his brand, his, his, I don't know, his oh, him, you know, okay. so the league cited a rule that prohibits players from sporting visible commercial logos on their bodies. So the tattoo represents the his middle name La France. Okay, so there it is. So, but it's also the there name of Ball's yep. clothing brand. 
And so as they, the league says, we try to enforce the rule reasonably in accordance with its purpose and taking into account players' efforts to expose, I'm sorry, express themselves in a non-commercial manner. <laughs> no, no, expose themselves. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my mind's somewhere else today, obviously. <laughs> but Lamella's Paul's neck tattoo is an obvious violation of the rule, and accordingly, he's required to cover it up. So I'm watching this game, right? I, I had to see this fantasy player on the team. I wanted to see how he was doing. So I turn on the Hornets. And I see this blue thing on his his neck, and I'm like, "What the heck is he wearing that?" So I did some research. Like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like they they're not allowing him to do that. So that's that was just really weird. And then uh, the guard uh, Lamelo, he says he's arguing that he used the, his initials well before using La France as a name of his clothing brand. And the others players have had visible tattoos of other company logos in the past. So he's like, "Why am I being singled out and everything? Like that's not fair. That I got to cover it up." Blah blah blah. You know, but. Whatever it's love mellow ball, so oh, that's interesting, yeah. yeah, because you can't brand yourself uh, to make money. I get that, like if I had the Nike swoosh, that would be me essentially advertising. It is ironic that I'm just looking at a, a picture of their jerseys. they have the feastables patch on their jersey, so yeah. the NBA is getting a share of it. I think that's probably what it is ultimately if the NBA wants money, and if they can bypass the NBA and go to players to get branded tattoos. Uh, that loses them money. Oh, that's interesting. Did he mention any other players that had similar company logo tattoos? Not in this article, but I'm I'm guessing okay. maybe Carmelo Anthony because he used to wear that cover on his arm. I don't know if maybe he just had an inappropriate tattoo, so I wonder if he's in it. I'm trying to think of other players that had covers and and places, you know, that covered up their tattoos. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe Allen Iverson. I think he had one too. I just think he had a lot of tattoos. Yeah, right. Bit. Necessarily. Yeah, kind of interesting. Maybe we should get matching tattoos of the JNR podcast. We absolutely should. Let's do it <laughs> right on our necks, just like Lamelo, because <laughs> he's cool. He's he's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> so I found this article from 2018 that says since Dennis Rodman, that multiple players apparently have had um, company brand tattoos. One of them is J.R. Smith. He had to cover up his Supreme tattoo because okay. it banned NBA's logo or NBA's uh, ban on corporate logos. Mm. So there you go. Right. Jerry Smith was one of them. There's probably others. Yeah, interesting. Uh, let's see. BBB, Big Baller Brand. Oh, yeah. That was uh, w- one of the Ball Brothers. Stupid. These Ball Lonzo Brothers Ball. just keep getting in trouble. So, yeah, they're, I can't yeah, believe they're... he had in... to cover up his logo, too. They were yeah. in the news last week, too, because uh, they're getting... I don't know, something happened. I don't even remember what it was. Sued. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Jalen Brown was in the news a little bit. He was questioning the condition of the Toronto Raptors' custom in-season tournament court after slipping on the surface late in Friday's win and hurting his groin. Have you seen this happening, Jonathan? Have you seen like how slippery the courts and you've you've heard how how slick they are? I haven't. I, I, you know, you mentioned it. I have seen a lot more falling. Yeah. I just assumed it was related to flopping. Oh, but okay. I, it is. It is interesting because they. You know. The the Mavericks weren't able to use their court on yeah. on the first game that they had right. because it met it didn't meet NA, uh, NBA QA Ex- quality assurance so they exactly. they had to pull it so I wonder if I wonder how def- uh, how bad some of them might be right. so if players are complaining the NBA probably needs to do something yeah it's, and this I don't one want your players getting hurt yeah this one was really weird too I watched the replay and he was just kind of like in the middle of court they were inbounding a ball and he just kind of. I don't know. It's weird. His it, it was like he hit a slick patch, but it didn't look wet at all. It was like nowhere there where there should be any wetness. And yeah, he just he just slipped. It was a, it's a slick court. It was really weird. And then yeah, he reaches for his groin a little bit. And a player like Jalen Brown is being paid the most on the Celtics team. If he's getting hurt, then we got to do something about it. And honestly, I don't even like these colored courts. So we should just get rid of them for the <laughs> safety of the players. Like I was watching that that Hornets game I just met, you know, they it was an NCAA tournament. It was all colorful and everything. And then I watched it the uh, next day, the next game, and like their original court was on there with like all the honeycomb and all the cool shapes and everything. Just like the original court looks so much better than that stupid in-game court too, the in-tournament court. So I think we should just toss all these all together, just get rid of them. I I feel like a lot of people have that same thought. I know I'm in the minority. I like them. I think I think they're cute. I would I would be a fan if they kept him, but I, I get why people are are against them. Yeah, Donkic was in the news too. He said his the court was really slippery too, and the the Dallas courts too. So yeah, you're right about that. So he, he even he's saying how slippery it is. So yeah, we need to get rid of these. Just get rid of them. There's no reason for them. All right, and then I don't have much more news except for Daniel Theus. 
He agreed to a contract buyout with the Indiana Pacers. So oh, this is paving the way for him to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers once he clears waivers. Now, this is per Adrian Wojnarowski. Um, he's So, yeah, he, he wants to sign with the Clippers. I found that interesting because, remember, um, well, what's his name? Uh, Plumlee, he was hurt at the beginning of the season, so he's no longer on the Clippers, so they could actually use Theus to fill that position in. And then it was funny, too, because um, the... There was this clip where they, they actually played, the Clippers played against Theus. And there was this <laughs> this player, Eason, where he, he just posterized Theus. Just a, a nasty poster, too, you know? <laughs> it was like the, yeah. almost a day after he said this, too. He's like, I'm going to play for the Clippers. And then he get posterized, too. So that was pretty funny to see that happen. I He's not a great player. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but he's a we'll big man, and so I think he would fill that that spot in that they that's needed yeah. for the, for Plumlee because Plumlee's not a great player either. But I think Plumlee's an above average player, though. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say he's if you take about the thirty teams, I would say he's in the top fifteen of starting centers. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, I think they're I think they're all in that category. They're probably like twenty five to thirty fifth ranked. Yeah, they're all right around there. What did you say? Yeah, the Theus and yeah. Yeah, and Plumlee. Yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, so no, I, no, I would say Plumlee's higher than Plumlee. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's we'll, part of the we'll reason I threw that in the news out. is because he got posterized right after that. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, and then going back to the Clippers, so Westbrook agreed to come off the bench versus the Rockets, and I thought this was kind of interesting, you know, because you know Westbrook is one of those players where he he just wants to win, right? But then you got Harden, who's like, well, I I just want to be a starter, you know. That's that he's been that way since Oklahoma City Thunder days, and right. so. Westbrook's going to take back seat, and then he did, and then they actually won their first game, and that was 106 to 100 victory over Houston, so it worked, and so that's kind of amazing to me that like Westbrook t- goes up to the coaches and he's like, "Hey, tell you what, let let me come off the bench. I think this will work better this way." The coaches agreed, like, "Okay, let's let's do this," and that makes sense because these guys are like two point guards, right? We talked about this all the time in the past. You have Harden as a point guard, and and Westbrook as a point guard, so. Have, have Westbrook come off the bet when Harden, Harden come, goes out, and it worked, and they won their first one. Yes, it was against Houston, who historically isn't a good team, but this year they have this been a year good they're, team. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've changed. So I, I kind of find that interesting. And then there was a vintage Harden moment, too, where he, he shot a three-pointer with a six seconds left to go to, to take the lead, and then he got fouled on that three-pointer shot, so it turned into a four-point play, and they, they ended up winning and that way, with Harden, you know, busting a, a three at the end. So, kind of interesting. This was, yeah, it was the first game that Harden had a positive over-under. Yeah. Uh, he was plus 21, where he has not been anywhere near that. Right. So, yeah, that, that made my news. Um, I think I have one other piece of news. It's um, the Hornets. So, this is why I've been watching it, really. <laughs> because Miles Bridges came back after his big suspension Ooh, and everything. Did. Yeah, so... He had a 30-game suspension. It ended on Friday. He played. Um, the, the Hornets were... They, the headline was like, Hornets comfortable with Bridges' return despite October arrest. So there's just all this <laughs> drama going on with him coming back and everything. No, we didn't want him to come back in the league at all. But even though he's back, the good news is that the Hornets lost both games since he's been back. <laughs> since he's been so back. So it's... it's it's been a positive for us, you know, so maybe we'll see him get benched and maybe maybe he's the reason they're losing. So that, yeah. that's all no. I have for the news. It is crazy to think that John Morant broke no laws and got a 20-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges absolutely broke laws and, and, and could face potentially jail time. He probably won't because he's rich. But yeah. he only got – he got a 30-day suspension. It's just like that doesn't that doesn't quite – compute in my my little head yeah. of of how that works so well so are in memphis are guns allowed like are you able to just openly wave them around like john morant was because i know gun laws are different per are different per state too let's say yes yeah okay with no research or no background <laughs> yeah <laughs> because he hasn't faced any criminal charges for what he did it was just yeah. bad pr yep. stuff yeah because the nba doesn't want to be associated with guns and waving them around yeah 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 I got injury news, Jonathan. Yes, let's hear the injuries. Uh, I'll start with the one that we actually talked about last week, but it was pretty late-breaking news, and we didn't do a really good job of talking about it, so I edited it out. But I do want to talk about um, 
Man, I'm going to do it again. Sure. Kelly Oubre was hit by a car in Philadelphia. It was yeah. a hit and run. He was a pedestrian. He was hit by a car. He was he walked himself to the hospital. Uh, I don't have an update on his status. He was in stable condition. He's not he's not in any like life threatening injuries or anything like that. But I don't know if it, maybe you have an update on his basketball yes. potential returning to the court. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll hand it over to you. But he, if you're wondering why he's not playing, he was hit by a car. It was a hit and run. I I hope he uh, gets better soon. Yeah, so we finally got some details on this. So he is out because of a rib injury that he sustained from this accident. So he has resumed taking part in light work in the 76, at the 76ers practice facility. And the team has hoped that he could return to game action around two plus weeks. So yeah, just uh, that's what it was. He was struck by a car and it was a rib injury along with some multiple cuts and lacerations. So luckily this is only going to take him out for two weeks. So three total weeks, hopefully. And that's that's nice to see him on track to getting back. And yeah, when you first saw the headline of Kelly Uber gets struck by a car, you're like, oh my God, like how bad is it? You know, so yeah. it's it's three weeks bad. <laughs> so um, good to see that so he's on track for to come some, back. Ready for some crazy, more information on this story yeah, sure. that I just found? Okay. Apparently he was on ring camera returning home after he was hit with a bicycle, but he never mentioned a bicycle in the report when he was hit. Oh, okay. Additionally, businesses in the area said there was, they reviewed their security footage. There was no, no evidence of a crash. Police investigators say there was no evidence of a crash Uh-oh. in the scene. So now they're saying he may have been confused about the location, but it, it is kind of weird, right? Yeah. That, I don't know. So I, I, what do you like? Let's, did he let's, make it up? Did he, yeah. cra- did he, was he riding his bike and crashed into a wall? So and now, he decided rather, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just, we're just saying yeah. crazy stuff here now. So now I'm thinking he was just drunk at a club and he was riding his bike back, but then he, he crashed into something and was embarrassed. So he said he got hit by a car or something. And so I don't want to, I don't want to spread rumors, but no, I like, I, I'm going to spread rumors. Yep. Ronnie's going to spread yep. rumors. That's, that's probably Please what happens. Message this. him directly. <laughs> when you, when you lawsuits. have, when you have as pretty eyes as he does, you got to just kind of protect yeah. your, <laughs> your reputation and make up stories that's what happened that's probably what happened he caught like a reflection of his own eyes (laughs) and was hypnotized and crashed into a car man poor kelly man i I just honestly (laughs) i truly hope he's okay you know i'm just uh, glad to see that he's on a timetable now where he could come back and play basketball again because he was doing so well for this team so just so disappointing to see that he got hurt but yeah anyway so more injury news more injury news let's hear it jalen during the center for the trip Detroit Pistons has an ankle injury. Um, he'll be out for a while. I'm not sure. Ankles usually last like two to three weeks, so we'll see how long it takes him. Marcus Smart got injured. He's going to miss three to five weeks with a, a foot slash ankle injury as well. I didn't see what happened. He says it says it was injured. It's during. Man, I can't talk. Uh, it was Tuesday's loss to Just the Lakers. Another day with Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday's loss to the Lakers. Um, so I, I didn't see it. I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, yeah, Marcus Smart, point guard for the Memphis because he's out for three to five weeks. Man, that was horrible. Sorry. Let's see if I could make this sound better now. <laughs> All right. So Ben Simmons, he's out again. Oh, Uncle Ben. Yep. With a hip injury. It just says he's set to miss some time. Honestly, how long do okay. you think this would be? Like another two months or something? Cause this guy is, this is never on the court. When is, when is his contract up? I'm not sure. <laughs> He's going to be ready just before then, <laughs> ready to go. Sense. Yep. He'll play a couple of games before his contract is up, and then they're like, hey, he looks good, and they'll get signed for another he team. He looks really good in those games. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, my man Malcolm Brogdon, a point guard for the Portland Trailblazers, he's out with a hamstring injury. He's been out for a while. I'm honestly expecting to come back any time because it's a hamstring, but you never know with these. I've seen players out for a month or so, but currently he's out um let's say got trey murphy the third he's been out with a knee injury uh, there's for the new orleans pelicans yep. i believe yes correct okay. so there's no firm timetable of him coming back so keep an eye on that um jay crowder is out for eight weeks with a groin injury i wonder if that was due to a slippery court <laughs> interesting this is, uh jay crowder is now with the milwaukee bucks still correct yep yeah, i, I try to keep bucks. track of these all these players yeah but... no you're doing great yeah thanks thanks for mentioning that too i always forget that mention the team names and everything so yeah, yeah. And people he, are like who the heck is jay crowder yeah but i, I mean like i know these guys so yeah it's yeah you gotta make sure that everyone else knows where they are 
So Jay Crowder suffered the injury in Sunday's loss to the Orlando Magic. So Sunday's loss, Sunday. Do they do in-game tournaments on Sundays? Do you think that was? I don't think so. I don't. Okay, so I, I'll look it up while you uh, while you go on to the okay. next stories. It was against the the Magic, you said. Yes, correct. Yeah, it'd be just be interesting to find that out since it was a groin injury, like uh, Jalen Brown's was. When did they play the Magic? The Bucks. We're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks versus Orlando Magic. This was that about was a way week ago. Back, yeah. Okay, I was yeah. just like, uh, no, yeah. that was not an in-game, in-season tournament game. All right, good to know. Thank you. All right, and then the Phoenix Suns, Bradley Beal will be sidelined oh, for three weeks in an attempt to killing re- me. I know rehabilitate his reoccurring lower back injury. So he he was finally played a couple of games, and now he's out for another three weeks. So awesome. Okay, a scary yeah. incident happened in Indiana to Jalen Smith. So Jalen Smith, of course, plays for Indiana. He's he's a center. So this is an in-season tournament game too as well. There was a weird deal where he was knocked down in a collision at the defensive end of the floor midway through the second quarter. Uh, the Sixers forward, as the Sixers center, uh, I'm sorry, the Sixers forward, Paul Reed, went up for a dunk. Um, um, Jalen Smith immediately went to the floor and hit his head on the floor. And so he was ambulanced to a hospital, and it was just got out of caution, really, they said. But it was just kind of like a scary moment to see that headline. Like, Jamari Smith, head energy, hospitalized. I did some research, and he is okay. He's actually back on the court. He's playing again. So if anyone was worried about this, he is good. Um, He's actually probably going to be back. He's listed as healthy right now. So, um, yeah, Jalen Smith is good. So So I'm watching the replay right now. This was on an in-season tournament court. I don't know if that led to it. It looks like he just kind of got, you know, when you're bought, oh, God, you got to plowed into there. Yeah. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it, it is interesting to see if there will be more, the the air, the injury rate on those courts versus not on those courts, yeah. if there's some some statistical difference. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That was a pretty scary looking play. It definitely. Yep. So yeah, he's good. Good to see that. Um, Another, some more positive news. So De'Aaron Fox is back. He He was injured for about a week or so. So he's back on the court and he's going like crazy for his team. And then yeah, one more is Steph Curry. He was out for a game or two, but he is back and he he's healthy. And yeah, good to see that too, because he was out. And that's all I got for injury news. That's good. It's been a, it's always a long NBA season. You're always going to see some players nicked up here and there, but you, you always hope, at least I always hope that no long-term injuries, because I want to see the best team make the playoffs with their best players healthy so that you really, really, truly know, because I'm, I'm certain, and, and that might show up when we talk about timelines next week, certain players not getting injured at the, at the wrong time, how that changes the course of, of the NBA. So yeah. I'm hoping everyone stays healthy this year. Uh, let's move on to our segment, Did You See That? This is where we pick something that we saw that we liked that Ronnie and I share with each other. We want to share it with you, and I will work to put these... Uh, well, you recorded the one off of your phone, so that's going to be yeah. tough to put yeah. in the podcast description. <laughs> I'll give you guys Ronnie's personal cell phone number so that you can <laughs> message him, and he will send you the video. Uh, but this is where we just... Something that we saw that, that we liked and, and we thought was funny, we thought was cool, that we thought was different. Uh, I will... St- well, why don't you go ahead and start, Ronnie? Yeah, sure. All right, so yeah, my did you see that other week is the Jazz vs. Suns. So... There's this player on the Suns. His name's Goodwin. Um, he's going up for this slam dunk and everything. And then the player that blocked him on the Jazz, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, he just nails him. It was like the most perfect block. And I know it's against my Suns, but I got to give him credit because it's just such a beautiful block. So number five. Blocks are so awesome to see. I right? know, right? When, when it's like, and it's in transition like that, you know, the, the, the LeBron block where he chased somebody down. It's just such a momentum crowd shift it just it's so cool it's so awesome to see a just a dominant block like that yeah like you got the three-pointers like you're gonna cheer for a three-pointer but blocks just mean so much more there's just like so much more emotion to it and especially when these players are just you know they're going for the dunk they're like here here it goes i'm gonna slam it on this guy and the other guy's like nope that's out of here and it just the ball goes flying Uh, such a good moment so there's that moment and another moment this is like after that so booker goes up for a dunk he's like okay here here we go. We, I'm going to dunk it on Laurie Markinen, you know, who's this all-star guy. So he goes up to try this dunk, and Laurie Mac- Markinen just knocks it out of his hands, too. It just knocks it into the crowd. So two amazing blocks. They they met right up top, just denied both Suns player. Even though the Suns come away with a win, 
the Jazz actually won the block competition. So really cool to see the that. The unofficial block competition <laughs> yeah. that they don't keep any stats of other than wins and losses. Yeah. Uh, they lost that game, but they did win the coolest blocks of the game. Exactly. Okay. Really good highlights right there. So Good to know. No, that's cool. I, I, like I said, I obviously love a good block. I went with a, a little bit more of on the, the ridiculous side, and that is DeAnthony Melton of the Philadelphia 76ers. He was squaring off against Trey Young of the Hawks and just decided to flop. And it was right in front of the ref, and he just kind of fell backwards into the thing. And even Trey Young's like, come on, man, I'm a pretty good flopper. Even that's <laughs> even that's pretty bad. So I thought that was really, really funny. I was uh, just cracking the, up when you sent me that video. The absurdity of it all. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, uh, so but, funny to see Trey Young's reaction to it. He's, I mean, <laughs> typical Trey Young, he's right? He's literally you know? laughing at yeah, him. He, yeah, he just, the guy just fell in front of him. Like, Trey Young didn't touch him. And just that face that Trey Young made, he's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. I just stared at him for a while. He's just then they both started laughing at very good things. So that was that was pretty cool to see. I appreciated you. The thing that, that yeah, no, I I like I said I had a good laugh at that because I I love a, when a flop goes bad. But then I get to the NBA changed the rules where you can call a technical foul when an obvious flop happens. The referee was right there. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't that called as a flopping foul? You know, the, the flopping's a problem in the NBA. We all know that. The NBA addressed it by making this rule. But if you're not going to enforce the rule, then it's not really solving anything. And, and you know, this this video was on Reddit. And one of the comments, it's 100% probably going to happen, is like, no, no, they'll call it when it's 102 to 102 with seven seconds left in the game. Yeah, right. Um, because, you know, they need to they need to rig it in a certain way, yep. which just shows the skepticism that WWE. NBA fans have towards the refs. <laughs> but it's just like, how do you not call that? That was right in front of you. So that was – it was funny, but then it turned into just anger, and, and I, I took a break from uh, watching highlights because <laughs> uh can only handle so much anger in a day. Yeah. It's not healthy. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the turn of the week. And if you watched any basketball news at all this week, you probably know that this is going to be Draymond Green for his headlock of Rudy Gobert. And you, you've probably seen it. If you haven't, check it out. It's an absolutely insane clip. I don't really understand how it got to that. Yeah. But in essence, Clay Thompson and McDaniels of the Wolves, I think it was McDaniels, right. are getting into it. They both should have been ejected, and, and they were. They both should have been a foul. So they, they get into a little scrap. Rudy Gobert, I mean, he kind of put his hand on Clay. It looked more like, hey, let's keep the peace. I don't know what mm -hmm. your opinion on that was. You're exactly And then yep. Draymond just... Yeah, and then Draymond just comes in, oh, hell no, and puts him in a literal headlock, like tries to put him in a sleeper hold. Yeah. And everyone's like, let go, let him go, let him go. And he's just like, no. Yeah, and he was dragging it him. It was the most the insane thing I've ever seen. I don't understand. He gets suspended for three games, which probably isn't enough, but that just. It was such a wild series of events that escalated so quickly. And, and my wife goes, this is the psychopath you want to do an escape room with? Uh, as throwback <laughs> to our escape room episode. Yeah. And I thought, I'm like, yes, this is still the psychopath. Because if he's your psychopath, he's going to put some fool in a headlock for a minor, trans <laughs> uh, a he's, minor aggression. He's, he's going to do it. He's going to get you so, out yes, of that room. A hundred percent. So yes, I still want this psychopath in my escape room with me. Uh, as long as he's on my team. But yeah. Wow. I, I did not expect it. When someone said Draymond put Rudy Gobert in a headlock, I was expecting a typical basketball fight. Yeah. But this was this was closer to Malice at the Palace than it was anything I, I've seen lately. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know what was going through Draymond's mind. Like Maybe he thought it was Rudy Gobert that was getting into Thompson's face, and he just split-second reacted because that was the person he saw in front of him at that time, even though it truly was um, Jada McDaniels who kind of already backed off. So I think maybe yeah. he was just... I don't know. It is so weird. I didn't understand the whole thing. And I've, I did some research to the suspension is going to cost green $769,970. It's <laughs> an expensive suspension for five games. And it's just, yeah. did you see that? Oh, was it five games? I, I, I incorrectly said three games. If it's oh, five did you? Games. Oh yeah. Okay. So he spent suspended for five games. You know okay. what the weirdest thing was too, is that the score, the, the game had just started. It was zero to zero. Just still. started. There was probably yeah. like a minute and a half into the game. And this happened. And then he gets, he gets ejected right away. All these players get ejected. So it just changed the whole entire outcome of the game. The team that actually won the game was the Timberwolves, of course, because they're, they're on fire. So it was 104 or 101. Just really weird, though. And do you remember before this, too, when... um, uh, Who's that guy? Who's the player from the Cavaliers? 
where when he kind of bumped into Draymond Green too, like that that happened a game and a game before too. Like there's, do you know what I'm talking about? Where Draymond Green got ejected from that? I have no idea what that? you're talking no? about. Okay, he got ejected from another game. Yeah, Draymond this Green season? got ejected. Yeah, a game. So how do I say it? So they 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 played two games against the Cavaliers. The first game, Draymond got ejected on that one, but the second one he didn't. Unless I'm getting the backwards, I might have it backwards. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm sorry. It was the second game he got ejected, but then they played the Timberwolves twice. So he didn't. So Jamon played against a full game against the Timberwolves, but then he got ejected in the second game against the Timberwolves. So there was a game between where Jamon did play a full game, but he's yeah he's getting ejected like every other game yes, right now. Yes, I I did see that. So we'll we'll talk about that in just a second. We we have a, a our, our top three villains coming up and. Uh, spoiler alert, Draymond, Draymond is on one of our lists. Yeah. But the, the crazy thing that I, I wanted to, to mention here is, you know, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories. Um, Seth Curry was not playing in this game. He was out. And someone went back and said that more often than not, Draymond gets suspended on games that Steph's not playing. I heard that. I haven't that. done any validation to see if that's actually true or not. Yeah. But... If let's just pretend, because you know we're we're good, we're we're fans of pretending here. Let's pretend that that's true. Why the heck would that be the case? Because he knows Why they're going to lose, and he doesn't want to hurt his stats, so he's just like, "Get me off the floor," <laughs> or maybe he's just emotional okay. because his his best friend, his his soulmate, his is buddy. on the floor with them. You know, so yeah. he's just frustrated, and it just like is it. You know, sometimes I always think of uh, I Love You Man where he's going surfing and he says, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Is Draymond trying to do too much in those games where Seth Curry's not playing and he's trying to be, you know, the emotional uh, leader and he's just getting caught up into it? Uh, Spoiler alert, he did not get ejected in that Cavalier – he did get ejected in that Cavaliers game, but Seth Curry was playing. So that that isn't one of those cases. Oh, yeah. Yep. But in the the Wolves game it was. I'm just curious if if there's something – going on there that he thinks he needs to do more when yeah. uh, Curry's not playing and he ends up getting himself into some hot water. I think you're right. Water. Yeah, he's just trying to be that emotional support player and he's too emotional and he gets ejected. I think you're right. So with Draymond on the mind, we are going to do uh, a top three list and we're going to pick our top three NBA villains and we're going to give some reason of why we put them in that villainous list uh, and this is meant to be kind of fun. I, I'm sure everyone has. I'm sure yours and my list will will differ uh, in some ways. It might be some overlap, <laughs> but just why we pick them, and, and uh, we want to hear who your top three or who your your favorite NBA villain is. Uh, let us know on our Twitter page, uh, or reach out to us directly on the JNR fan line with a message saying, "Hey, here's my villain, and here's why," and then we'll happily play it uh, on the podcast next week. I'm going to go first with number three, Kyrie Irving, and okay. Kyrie. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of players you could mention here. I went with Kyrie because in some ways he's similar to James Harden in that wherever he goes, chaos just seems to ensue. Yeah. You look at his past teams, they don't want him back. He's not ever going back to Boston to be a player on that team. Uh, he's not ever going back to Brooklyn to be a player on that team. He just kind of leaves this chaos behind him. And then last year, you know, he had that controversy uh, that got him suspended for several games and, and really into a lot of hot water, which ultimately I think forced his way out of Brooklyn. So maybe it was all part of his master plan. Maybe he's like a, a super genius evil villain and that was his plan all along. <laughs> Uh, now he's with the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and I think he's been pe- keeping a pretty low profile. But well, with kinda. Kyrie, it's always a time bomb, right? Oh, you have you have some Kyrie. Well, tea? I, I did hear uh, Luca. He was talking about um, Kyrie and just like Kyrie's been complaining a lot and everything. And Luca is pretty much just like, "Shut up, man! Stop complaining!" You know. So I did see a little bit, but I I didn't put it in any news or anything like that. So there's something. Something going on there where Luke Something is not appreciating him. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's complaining about um, playing time or what? What? No. What? Um, Do you have any context? Uh, I forget exactly what it was. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it's just like a little okay. something. You know, it's just like, huh, just, some, just, something's there, you know? Something. Luca yeah, doesn't really appreciate all the complaining that's coming on from Kyrie. And the, the complaining and they're was... they're 94, the, right? They're, they're tied for the best record, the most wins in the West. Are they really? So they're winning. Yeah, they're not. They're not a bad team right now. They're they're a good team. Yeah, interesting. But, um, and he's they, complaining. So something to watch for the year. I did see a stat where they both combined for seventy points in a game. So they are scoring the, all the points for that team too. So 
Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I have Kyrie Irving at number three. Ronnie, who is your number three? Well, my number three is also a player that came from Brooklyn, and that's going to be Ben Simmons. So I picked him as my number three because dude dude is just always injured, and he's turning into that villain of the league where, I mean, this guy was a number one overall pick back in the day, wasn't he? Like, he was just, he he was pick number one, and he's supposed to be this awesome player, but he's hardly been playing at all, and then... You get frustrated when he's on your team, so because he's just not doing anything. And yeah, it, the, some people say it's not his fault because he's injured, but others will say that it is, is his choice because of his, of his mental problems and everything, and he's just choosing not to play. He's just making all these injuries up, you know, saying, oh, my back hurts again, because it's really hard to prove that. So he's becoming really the villain of all these teams that he's been on because people hate him now you know they're like just just he's like the plague of their team so that's that's my number three so when pick. the fans turn on you yeah when the fans turn on you it's tough yeah to ever win them back yeah so and then you sort of get a reputation yeah um i i'd say he's one of those villains where he's not a villain because of how well he's playing he's a villain because of how bad he's playing he's just like that okay <laughs> the inside guy that's gonna destroy your team from the inside you know just and he's not because even, you he's know not what he's capable anything. of yeah yeah, and that's you know what he's point. capable of, so you have hope and optimism, and then it never works out, so he right. just becomes... You're just wasting millions okay. of dollars on this guy, and it's just imploding your team. All right, Ben Simmons, number three, I like it. Ronnie, who do you have at number two? My number two, I want to go with Grayson Allen, because... Well, so I watched this clip of him recently, where it was like the, the best of Grayson Allen clips, but it was like all of his like dirty plays. sarcastically? Exactly, okay. yeah, like the best quote-unquote, so... Man, this guy in college was a tripping machine. Like he, he cannot control his feet. When when he goes down and the other player gets the ball, he starts kicking his feet and everything. He'll try tripping you. It's he's, just like a, he's a like dirty a toddler player. on his back. Exactly yeah. <laughs> right. And it makes sense why so many people hate him in the league because I'm like, what? I don't. I didn't really know about him until I watched this clip. You know, and like everyone that sees him on our team who, when he's on the Suns, they're like, I, I don't like this guy. Just why is he playing yeah. in the Suns? Nobody likes him. And I'm like, what's going on? So I did that research. And I'm like, oh. Now I understand because he's just a dirty player. And also he's a crybaby too. Like dude, he threw a temper tantrum on this clip I was watching too. It was just like so like 10 year oldish, you know, it was really weird to just to see him get so frustrated and they're like, they're trying to calm him down on, down and everything. Man, this, I, I don't know about him. I don't know if I like him or, but yeah, he's, yeah, that's, wow. that's a, so it changed your opinion of him. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought he was good because of what I've seen on his sons, he seems good, right? So he's yeah. okay. But when I look at his past, it's like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm a little cautious about this guy. Like, I, I wonder how he's going to face up with like Draymond Green when he plays against him, you know? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's going to be my number two just for that reason, because of all of his past history, you know, he has all these skeletons yeah. in his closet that I didn't know about. <laughs> Well, my number two, oddly enough, is Draymond Green, the, the oh, guy yeah. that I would love to see face up against <laughs> Grayson Allen. Uh, Draymond, I think he pretty much just writes his own villain story. You know, we we have this this most recent ejection with Rudy Gobert. We have this issue issue with Donovan Mitchell. Two games prior to that, mm-hmm. we have him stomping on the chest of Sabonis, yeah. punching his own teammate. He's just he's just insane. And I I don't know if it's real or if that's just the image he's trying to create. You know, hockey used to have enforcers. Those went away with the rule changes. I feel like he's trying to be the enforcer for this Warriors team. Uh, And maybe, you know, you need somebody that, that will do that, but I just feel like he's taking it too far. I, I like, I don't really like Draymond as a player either. I don't think he, he's not a typical center. He's not a, a good shooting center. He's just sort of okay at that position. I think he's just, he's too much of a wild card. I would, I would have a hard time trusting him. What's interesting is that, you know, the Warriors had to choose between him and Poole. They should have chose last year with, with after the punch, mm-hmm. but they chose Draymond, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Just, I didn't get that You can't either. have a guy, you can't have a guy punching other guys on your own team. That's just the, there's, nothing's going to happen from that. So yeah. Jordan Poole must have some skeletons in his closet for them to ultimately decide to move on from him. But to me, Draymond is one of the best villains in the in the NBA. Yeah, that's that's your number two. I'm surprised it's not your number one because yeah, that's a that's a. Good I went one. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm, my number one. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. You want- uh, my number one is going to be uh, a player, and you kind of hinted at this earlier is that you know people don't like him because of his success 
and because of of how dominant he's been for the last 21 seasons. And I went with LeBron James, the guy that's opening up his own museum to celebrate himself uh, that we yeah. talked about last time. He's he's a fantastic player, period. But people hate him because he's so good, because he leads teams to the playoffs, because he will shut your team down, and he's done it so many times. You know, you had the whole taking my talents to South Beach that made him, I think, the most hated athlete, period, for for a chunk of time. For and sure. then I think Tiger Woods slept with a bunch of people and moved <laughs> to the top of that list. But for a while, LeBron was at the top of that list. Uh, then he goes to the team that you know no one no one likes. The Lakers, you either love the Lakers or you hate the Lakers, right? There's no, eh, I'm okay with them. But if you like ask me, hey, how do you feel about the Utah Jazz? I'd be like, yeah, they're fine. I don't, I don't have anything yep. against them. Everybody hates the Lakers or you're a Lakers fan. There's no middle ground, I feel like. So yeah. he goes to that team, which further, you know, gives him more fans. He passes and, and becomes the all time scoring champion, which again, in my mind, makes him better than Jordan. I think he's past Jordan, which a lot of people hate that about him. And it's just, they don't like him for that reason. His success makes him hard to like. Uh, and that's why I went with LeBron. I don't think he's an actual villain. Like I don't, I, I, I know you have a very low opinion of LeBron, <laughs> but in NBA terms, he he's a perfect villain because he's just going to beat you night in and night out. Yeah. Boy, that, that's a, a really good one. I mean, <laughs> You know what they should have done in Space Jam? They should have made him the villain, and they should have had someone else like oh, that would have been funny, like Blake Griffin, yeah. like the the good guy, you know, something like that. You know, that would have been cool to see. He would so be LeBron a, would have never signed off for that, right? That's he's, true. He's yeah. got this whole brand and image and yeah, everything that he's trying to craft. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so which as a quick aside, which yeah. is why I love absolutely love John Cena in anything because he's like, you want me to stick a bong up my butt? All right, I'll do it. And he doesn't care if if he's gonna get a laugh, yep. if it's gonna be funny, he's a hundred percent on board. Which I just absolutely love that about him. I forget what, what was that movie called, Blockers, with him where he he, he put a beer bong in his butt. Oh, was and, that that um, movie? Okay. I was thinking of Trainwreck so. when he was in that movie and all the things he did in that he one. He might though. have done it there too. <laughs> but he's just, you know, there, uh, there's no way LeBron is going to do something like that. He's going to see that and be like, no, I'm not doing that. Because um, he takes himself pretty seriously and I, I just love that about certain sports actors like John Cena. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, Ronnie, who is your number one villain? Can you guess who my number one is? I'm sure you could guess this one. It's an easy one, right? Who do I hate most I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess it's Patrick Beverly yes. just because of the, is it Patrick Absolutely, Beverly? Absolutely. 100% it's Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I, I could not not pick this guy, right? Okay. So the reason is Patrick Beverly. I mean, he's made it clear that he, he doesn't care. He thrives on being the hated person in the NBA, really. Like he just, he loves it. He doesn't care. And he just, every time he's on the court, he just does something stupid to make me hate him even more. He's a good defensive player, but he sucks offensively too. So that, that part just makes me hate him too. <laughs> And even though I like defensive players, but I don't know what it is about him. I think it all stems from the the fact that he he took that cheap shot at Chris Paul in the playoffs, where he's trying to injure him. He's trying to like he they were out right. There was the end of the game and everything. Yeah, they've just and, been eliminated. Yeah, yep. and so and then he just shoves Chris Paul in the back where he tries to take him out, and ah, uh, that's just such a dirty move. But there's also another so dirty. dirty play where yep. he also has injured Russell Westbrook too. So the fact that he tries injuring players on purpose makes him, in my eyes, the worst player in the league. I mean, Draymond Green is right there. But the, the, Draymond doesn't actually injure players. He just does stupid things, right? But Patrick Beverly will actually try physically injuring you on the court. And that I don't like. I mean, so yes, but that stomp could have hurt Sabonis, the, the headlock. <laughs> so I just don't think he's as good at Okay, as okay. Beverly. So, no, Draymond pulls back, though. And Patrick Beverly okay. just gives everything into the player. He does not pull back at all. So that's the difference there. The part where Jamon like stomped on that player, I I saw him pulling back. That was that was just theatrics. It was just uh, it was dirty. It it, may, it looked a little dirty, yeah. but he was playing. And then he was like, "I shouldn't have done that. My bad." Even in the interviews, he was just like, "Whoops, my bad." You know. <laughs> so I mean, but yeah. so yeah, Jamon is is up there, but. No one is going to take the cake from Patrick Beverly. He is the most trashiest player, and I don't think he should be in a league. I hate him. He's a, the worst guy. So, yeah, Patrick Beverly. So, my Patrick one. Beverly was with the Clippers in 2021. That's when he shoved Chris Paul. He then goes to the Timberwolves, 
and he stays there for the whole year. They make the playoffs. They have that ridiculous, hey, you just want a playing game, and he's acting like he won yeah, the NBA he's championship. he's crying out of I emotion. Know. He's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I know we all saw that and laughed. That offseason, he's traded to the Utah Jazz. He never plays for the Utah Jazz. Instead, mm-hmm. he goes to – does he go to the Bulls? Where does he I, end at up that point, going? I don't remember. I, don't even, I could kind of follow him because it was getting all messy. I forget. I think you're yeah, right. I think he goes to the Bulls. Because he didn't want to play for the Jazz. And the Jazz are like, yeah, we don't really want him here either. Uh, he's there for a year. Now he's on the 76ers. He signs with the 76ers because, quote, he wanted to play with James Harden. I don't really <laughs> understand how that worked out. I but this dude that. has played... He's played for the Rockets, the Clippers, the Wolves. He was traded to the Jazz, never actually played for them. Uh, the Lakers, I forgot about that. Yes, then he ended up on oh, the yeah. Lakers for part of the year. And then he was traded to the, holy smokes, we forgot about a whole team <laughs> that this dude <laughs> played for. The Bulls last year, and then um, after he was traded away from the Lakers. And then now he signs with the Philadelphia 76ers. So he, teams don't really want him long term either, which is, is always a good sign that you're a villain when... People don't want. I mean, he's a, he was a three-time All-Defensive NBA team member, so he's definitely provides you defense that you need sometimes late in games. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow, the Clippers traded him to the Memphis Grizzlies. He was then traded to the Timberwolves, so he never played for the Grizzlies despite being traded Jeez. for them. He was then traded to the Jazz, who never played for him. Yeah, and he was traded to the Lakers, and then to the Magic, where he was waived. Oh my god! <laughs> then he dude. went to the Bulls. There's so many stops for this dude. Yeah. And that's just that's just a sign that they don't want you. They don't right. respect you because you're a villain. So yeah, Patrick Beverly, I know you hate on him. I knew that was going to be your your top one, but some of some of the teams hate him too. They don't For sure, it how shows. Do you not want somebody on your team. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, man. That's that's uh enough Patrick Beverly talk for me. <laughs> enough Patrick Beverly hate for the day. So, my list, Kyrie Draymond LeBron, you have Ben Simmons, Grayson Allen, and Patrick Beverly. Uh like I said, who are your top three villains? Let us know on the JNR fan line. Check out the podcast description for the number to uh, call. Send us a text. Leave us a message. Whatever your preference is. Let's talk about our games to watch coming up this week. Yes. Uh, I will go first. I have the Timberwolves versus the Kings. This is going to be a play-in tournament game. Uh, they're both in the same pool the kings and the timberwolves they're okay. both two and oh so this game will ultimately decide who's going to be first coming out of the west group c um which is a kind of exciting because there's not is there any other team any other pool that has two two and oh teams i don't look at all that yes stuff. the miami heat yeah so the the yeah we'll talk about that in a second actually because that some funny stories about that the bucks and the heat are both two and oh as well um they play each other coming up later, so that would also be a good game. But I'm out west. I'm sticking with the West. The Kings versus the Timberwolves on November 24th, which I believe is the day after Thanksgiving, so Black Friday. Uh, check out that game. Check your local listings. Ronnie, who are you picking? What are you watching? Okay, there's a game that I've been waiting for for this in-season tournament. I'm glad it is an in-season tournament. Even though I truly don't care about the in-season tournament, but this game in particular is the Suns versus the Blazers. So it's Aiton versus old team, and just okay. I can't wait to watch this one. And I I think the Suns are doing good in the in-season tournament, where the Blazers, you know, they're just a crap team, so whoever, but whatever. And then <laughs> you show me that video of Aiton just kind of like standing around doing nothing and everything. I was, thank you for sending yeah. that, Jonathan. I really appreciated <laughs> that. And um, yeah, they were an eight, we're an eight and a half point favorite. Wouldn't it be something if Aiton just went off on the Suns this game and won this game? I hope it doesn't happen, but we do have some injuries. But I'm really looking forward to uh, um, oh crap, who? What's our center's name? I forget. I I'm having a brain fart on it. It's gonna be Yusef Nurkic. Yeah, Aiton versus Nurkic. So yeah, we'll Nurkic. We'll, we'll, I'm excited yeah. to see them face off each other. You know, and kind of like prove to each other like who's the better center, who's a better trade of this deal, you know? So I'm really excited to watch that one. So this game is going to be in Phoenix. Do you think the Phoenix fans will give Aiton a warm reception? No. A booze? What, what is, are they just going to be completely indifferent? Well, I think there is some indifference because remember there was that, that one, remember where you played the Clippers and there was that lob to Aiton where he won the game and he took us to the next round? Yes. Yep. So that is the only thing that stands out in my mind. Oop, yeah, the right? valley. That's the most. So because of that, Aiton might get a warm reception. But other than that, we didn't care about him. Like he didn't do anything else. <laughs> I I hope he'll get some applause because some, yeah. he was part of this team for so long. He was part of this team that went to the NBA Finals. It didn't work out. But I don't think he 
he's not a villain. Like we just talked about villains. Right. I don't think he, he did anything to make us hate him. He was just, you know, the Suns overpaid him and he never lived up to expectations, but that's a dime a dozen. Look across any team history, you're going to see that. I don't think there's any reason to hate him. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's going to get booed, but I don't think he's going to get like a necessarily a warm reception because he's just like a windowless player. He's just like, eh, you know, he's, He's on the other team. Yeah. That's that's good. We, he didn't do much for us. Yeah, he had, had a couple of he's, moments, but whatever. He, he's not going to get the Steve Nash coming back to Phoenix after right. he was traded to the Lakers reception. Yeah. yeah I get it. Uh, the, the NBA in-season tournament's going on right now. Uh, I don't think they're doing well for the ticket sales in Vegas because that's where the semifinals – or I'm sorry, the Western and Eastern finals and then the overall finals are going to be held in Las Vegas. Someone from NBA – communications reached out to to me and probably anyone that bought uh, Summer League passes <laughs> and, and saying, hey, you know, there's still great tickets available if you're interested. So for them to actually have a real person, mm-hmm. uh, it might have been a, an auto-generated one, but I replied to the email saying, hey, you know, I, I booked a hotel room. I'm waiting to see what teams make it. And then they replied back within three minutes. So yeah. <laughs> that was pretty telling that um, maybe things aren't going well What's what's the buzz, Ronnie? Do you hear people talking about the in-season tournament at all? I, I don't, Honestly, from, from no. my perspective. We, we, I mean, I hear people talking about the colors of the court, but that's it. Nobody cares who's going to yeah. win or anything like that. Which, actually, I wanted to bring this up to your attention, too. So, is this in-season tournament, do you think it's more important to the players because you actually win money? Or, let me ask you this. Do you know how much, can you look it up, how much money do you win for winning the NBA championship? Because, I know the NBA championship is, is the biggest deal, right? But, is it possible that the in-season tournament could become more important because you actually win money for that, where maybe the NBA championship you don't? So why would they play for the NBA championship if you don't win money compared to the in-season tournament? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if I can trust the source at all, but this says the last season the pool was $20 million. The winning team took home around $3.3 million, which broke down to 220000 per player. So, so this is from 2019. So $220,000 per player, which is not, which is less than right. what you would win if you win the, the in-season tournament. Yeah, the okay. in-season tournament, you'd win $500,000 per player, correct? That is correct. But the other thing to consider is that they make money in each playoff game, right? Each game they play, they make money. I, I don't know if it's relative like a flat fee or if it's uh, a percentage of what their overall contract is. Yeah. So getting to the winning the NBA Finals is $220,000 a couple of years ago. But all the games that you play in order to get there probably are going to add up more than the half a million. Yeah. But this is just one game, right? So right. Maybe, maybe that's how they try to do the math and incentivize it. Wouldn't it be something if this turned into something bigger than the actual championship itself? I don't think it ever would. I think that the players are um, too, too, I mean, that you, you don't, you get remembered for the championships you won. Right. Not for in-season tournaments, which no one knows a whole lot about. Right. Or cares. Well, it's the first one. Because they're reaching out to random podcasters like us <laughs> to see if we're uh We We don't know how it's going to look tickets. in the past, you know, maybe, maybe... That's true. 25 years from now, they'd be like, These, this team won 25 NCAA tournaments in a row, and they're the best team ever. And, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, yeah, they haven't won a championship, but they, they are obviously the best team in the league because they keep winning this. I don't know. They it's just kind of it. interesting to. I wonder how it's going to be looked at with like the health of teams, you know, compared to like the championship games, too. Because at the end of the year, a lot of players are hurt, you know, they're trying to recover, you know. Where the in-season tournament, I think there's going to be more healthier teams in there, so it might be more competitive. So I don't know, just it's just a lot to think about with that. It is a lot to think about, and it's it's coming. The pool play is coming to an end. The group play, whatever you want to call it. So pretty soon they're going to name the four teams from the west and the four teams from the east that are advancing to the bracket. I think people will get excited about the bracket because then you can do brackets, yeah. and everyone loves a good bracket. Yep. I'll literally do a bracket on anything, Ron. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. But there, there are some teams that have already been eliminated. Um, and there's still some groups that are still kind of up in the air of, of what's going to happen. So it should be fun to see how it all plays out. Do when you it's all set have up. that so, in front of you, like the standings? Like, can you maybe fill me in on yeah. who's the best team? Who should I be looking at and watching? Sure. So right now there are four undefeated teams. They're all 2-0, and the Bucks, the Celtics, the Pacers, and the Heat. Excuse me, that's in the East. Those are the four undefeated teams in the East. In the West, 
you have the Lakers who are three and zero, the Kings who are two and zero, and the Wolves who are two and zero as well. Okay, uh, that's why this Wolves Sacramento game is going to be so huge because one of those teams will go to three and zero, one of those teams will go to two and one, and they're in the same group. So I, I think that's going to be that might not be it because they still have to play the Warriors, and th- there's a lot of games to be played to kind of figure this out. Yeah. But uh, essentially, if you lose two games, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make the the, the quarterfinals. Okay. If you lose one game, you need a lot of help in order to make yeah. it. Other teams need to lose for you to be able to make it, things like Other that. Other teams to lose, and there's point differential, right? You're, you're plus point differential, so the margin of victory needs to be bigger than you know someone else that has the same record for you that's in the same pool. So yeah. the top th- the three teams that win their respective groups will automatically advance, and then there's a wild card for each, the East and the West, that will determine the four teams for, for each conference. So like I said, right now the Heat are 2-0, and but they're in the wild card spot because their point differential um, is less than what the, I think they're in the same group as the Bucks. Uh, yes, their point differential is less than the Bucks. So Bucks are plus 36, the Heat are plus 13, despite the same record. Um, okay. So they're eventually going to play each other, and that will be the, the fi- oh, actually they play each other the last game of the, um, of group play. So that's exciting. Oh, okay. They, they could be two, nice. three and O teams going against each other. That'd be a good matchup. Then. So that's, that's kind of it. Okay. I don't know. Part of me thinks they need to expand it a little bit. Yeah. And make it more than five or more than four games. Um, but this is, this is the first year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's, I mean, I like the thought of having it being not so many games, you know, because it makes those games very important, you know, so you have to win those. So maybe expanding it might hurt, but I, I know, I know where you're going with that. You know, it's kind of like ends up being like the playoffs, you know, where they're so lengthy and stuff. Yeah. But I like that this is short. I like, I like that it's different. It kind of reminds you of NFL football, you know, where you just have like that one game and then you're in or you're out, you know, like when it comes to the playoffs, you know, you're, you don't have like seven well, games like in, a, in the NBA playoffs. Right. Well, that's the other thing. These are all regular season games. So they still count as regular season games. Yeah. They just, all right. So it's not adding anything to the season. It's just, Giving it a little bit, trying to create a little bit more excitement, but yeah, like I said, I don't think it's hitting very well. Uh, which teams would you contemplate going out to Vegas to watch if they made the East or West finals? Are there teams that you're like, honestly, I, I would go, I would go to watch the Suns probably, or are there, are you just out completely? I mean, if the Suns made it, I, I wouldn't really care to go, but then I'm, I'm looking at the East and I'm like, well, wait a second, like, would there be a good matchup? Like, let's say if it was like, the Suns versus Bucks. That would kind of be like a rematch to the NBA Finals. So would I go to that? Maybe, if depending on what the ticket okay. prices are. And Vegas is close, you know, so it's like a four-hour drive from where we are. So yeah. maybe just because of that one. Or if it was, honestly, I would do this. If it was the Suns versus Pistons, I would go. Well, the Pistons have been removed. From <laughs> I know. So. Just because those are my two That's teams, you know. Happen. I know, it won't happen. Yeah. But if it did, I, I would do that. The Bucks, maybe. Okay. Any other team, meh. And I think that's the hard part about having this a neutral site like Vegas is that it's hard to sell tickets when you don't know who the teams are going to be. And some crowd bases travel better than others. So right now in the West, the New Orleans Pelicans are leading that group. So potentially you could have the New Orleans Pelicans. Are people from New Orleans going to travel to Las Vegas for for this game? Yeah. I, I would guess no. Even though they're a Western Conference team, that's pretty far east. And Vegas versus, you know, Bourbon Street, probably a lot of similarities as far as party vibe goes. So I don't right. I don't know that you're gonna get a lot of people to travel uh travel for that. And then the teams from the east, that's that's a long distance to ask those guys to go. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see once the teams are announced what the ticket prices will do. I'm certainly keeping my eye on it because I, I'm much more open to that than you are. I'd be like, you know what? Pelicans versus the uh, Lakers in the West? Sure, I'll go watch that. Yeah. Actually, that'd probably be the most expensive tickets, right? Anything yeah. with the Lakers is always going to be pricier. So if I want it cheap, it needs to be like the Kings versus the Pelicans in the West. And that's funny you said that. That was the only team I could see spot. like that might sell some seats is the Lakers. So they'll they'll probably go to the finals yeah. just because it's the first time and, and this rigged. is a WWE. <laughs> so yep, it, they'll be in it for sure. Yeah. The other team would probably be the Celtics, honestly, because that would be other ticket the Celtics, seller, right? Yeah. I mean, but... Yep. Is anyone from Boston really going to travel all the way to Vegas or Philadelphia 76ers or Bucks? Like, I don't see that happening at all. Just like you said. Well, especially since it's middle of the week, too, right? The, the, oh, yeah. The, semi, um, I didn't the know finals that. are on like the finals are on like a Thursday. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Western and Eastern Conference finals are on a Thursday. The actual 
finals finals is on a Saturday, I believe. That's but that's a tough ask to ask those people to travel in the middle of the week right. for a game that doesn't really mean anything Yeah, uh, to a city that you don't live in, which which has just been decimated with a F1 setup where it's not even the same city it used to be. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So You know what they need to do is they need to get a different location for this, maybe in the heart, maybe like Oklahoma City or something like that, or something just totally off, like like the Hawaii Hawaiians, you know, have it in Hawaii. <laughs> I think it should be, hmm, how would you do that? The The loser of the NBA championship gets to host, maybe? Have, so that's have the consolation have prize your to city play gets... for. Like if you're playing for your city, yeah. you know. Maybe. I don't know. That's all I got, Ronnie. You got anything else you want to uh, chat about before we wrap this up? I have tons more, but we are going a little long on time. But one thing I just want to touch on are the standings. I'm just surprised to see that the Spurs are in last place. They're on the eight-game losing streak. I can't believe that. I can believe that the Portland's Trailblazers are next to them on a six-game losing streak. So that's kind of cool. But did you see where the Golden State Warriors are at? They're on a six-game losing streak. They're in 10th overall in the West. Remember what I said? No way. I just wanted to point that out right there. I don't there believe you, it. You, I don't believe it, Ronnie. Because you wanted to point out. You're like, hey, I don't believe you, Ronnie. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. And I'm like, no, they're not. And it's, they're right on the bubble now. Can you believe it? It's, it's a long yep. season. And the Clippers are 11th right I'm now, so they're right there. Worried. As for the East Coast, that's all. That is kind of shocking. Yeah. The, they've lost six in a row. Oof. That is rough. So what's the longest winning streak currently in, in the NBA? Is it the Kings with five? Um, let's see. I think... Kings and Celtics both have five. Yeah, yeah. Celtics are at five. Kings were at five, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep, you're right. So yeah, there was some broken winning streaks. Okay. Uh, like um, the Indiana Pacers actually broke the 76ers winning streak. So that was cool to see. So good job for the Indiana Pacers. Um, even though they lost against the 76ers the game before that. But yeah, they're a good team too. And they're fourth overall in the East, too. So it's a big surprise to see them up there. But yeah, I guess we'll keep this short. There's so many good players out there that are scoring like 50 points, like Maxi, you know, and just so many. There was an amazing game last night with the Oklahoma City Thunder and Chet Holmgren just shooting a three-pointer to sending in an overtime. Amazing game. So, so many more things I want to talk about, but we're just short on time. So we'll just end it here. All right. Well, that's how we're going to end it then. So thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Have a great day. Thanks, you guys.